Corporation is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello, how's everybody doing? Shanti, oh my god, look at that background. That is too perfect. What you got back there? That is, I'm not going to say it, I have to say it, it's hilarious, come on. (laughs) All right, Uh, we are in a good mood to talk uh, about uh, colorful Vespas and colorful (laughs) mixers, right? Yep, that's right. That is beautiful. <laughs> um, we have uh, quite a panel assembled backstage. We're going to bring them out in a second. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for kind of joining us again here. We were supposed to do this on Sunday, uh, but we all felt like crap. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, we're, uh, we rescheduled for tonight. This is uh, fantastic. Uh, who is in the chat? Dragon Buddy. What's up, Dragon Buddy? Tina, General Shinobi, that's you. Uh, mm-hmm. The Escape Pod, hello. Uh, Joey Rosales, what's happening? Uh, everybody in the chat, we love to see some wonderful people in the chat. Um, I hope that the folks uh, that uh, stopped by on Sunday come back. We had mm-hmm. some folks uh, on Sunday that also uh, were waiting for us, but unfortunately, like I said, um things thank happened you. thank you for being loyal <laughs> absolutely so uh tonight's episode we are doing boba fett refresh and um uh, i want to read a disclaimer before we uh uh bring everybody out okay you ready okay ready. all right because i see a lot of traffic on the interwebs a lot of people to and fro on twitter uh, yelling at uh, one opinion versus their own, and I just want to make sure that people understand what they're getting into here at the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Um, so uh, the following program is designed to discuss our opinions and thoughts on the latest chapter of the book of Boba Fett. The creators who participate do not intend, nor do they advocate for you to change your mind or otherwise convince, influence you or others into believing or thinking like us. As a matter of fact, we encourage independent thought throughout the course of this program as various opinions will be discussed. We also understand that your views may not align with our views, but some may. The Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast makes absolutely no guarantees that your feelings may or may not get hurt. In the event that that happens, we encourage you to suck it up. Are you ready for a little Boba Fett refresh? That was so litigious of you. Let's do this. Let's do this. And we got everybody here. Welcome, guys, to uh, another edition of Boba Fett Refresh. I wanted uh, to say thank you to our distinguished panel. We have somehow Palpatine returned. (laughs) (laughs) And he did. Last week he was with us. Andrew from Coruscant Radio Underground. Andrew, my brother, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Fantastic. And then uh, moving down the line, Lunar Girl. Kelly, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. And Amanda, Galaxy of Queers, Amanda, Jedi Caligula, uh, you got all sorts of names there. Yeah, I do. I have a lot of names. <laughs> Mandalorian, Jedi Caligula. Good to be here, though, tonight. Well, uh, looks like I'm going to be seeing a lot of you uh, later on. We're going to be talking uh, on your show. Uh, I'm really excited for that. But uh, what are we talking about? Willow again? Willow. <laughs> this Willow. is my, my third wow. outing on Willow. But it, it's... Uh, we're going to be doing that in about, uh, what, two hours? Yeah. 
Looking forward to that. Uh, it's another one of those George Lucas uh, stories and films that uh, really gets me going. So uh, looking forward to that. Soon as uh, who else is uh, doing Red Five? Red Five is, is uh, we got a busy night, huh? Mm-hmm. We got Ro- Rogue One Radio in an Rogue hour. Rogue One Radio goes on in an hour. Abuse um, and abuse is on and right abuse now. Is on right now. <laughs> oh, great, great, excellent. So. The Book of Boba Fett, um, last week we uh, were all enthralled at the latest chapter of the Book of Boba Fett called The Streets of Moss Espa. Um, you know, we, uh, we're three episodes into a seven-episode series, and um, let's, uh, let's talk. Who's got some notes? Um, Hold on a second. I'm uh, flipping through my pages to get to the beginning of my notes here uh, because we got some opinions, man. Um, <laughs> Why do we? All right. So I wanted to uh, start out by saying, you know, I always say that obviously I, you guys know me. Everybody that know that knows the show knows that we are just really ecstatic to get you know new Star Wars up and running. It's uh, it's here. We've got some streaming shows. The Mandalorian was fantastic. Um, anything new in in the Star Wars arena, you know, I really get excited. Obviously, we all are in front of some uh, wonderful collectibles. Um, so we're very excited when something new comes out, something new Marvel, something new Star Wars. It's, uh, it's, it's in our blood. I, I always say that you cut me, I believe Star Wars. Um, but something's going on here, if mm-hmm. I uh, have to be honest with you. Um, I don't want this show. This show is not going to be kind of like a, you know crap on, on the Book of Boba Fett because there are some really cool things that I do want to mention. But um, as your background would show you, let's um let's let's do a quick little um you know a little recap uh as far as like what our first impressions were um i know you know it's been a week we've seen it uh probably a couple of times shanti you said you've only seen it once uh Mm -hmm. amanda you've seen it twice yeah i've seen it three times i saw it the second time with my son um but um, let's go around the room, Shanti. Um, just quick, you know, one or two sentence uh, review. What would you think of uh, last week's episode? Ugh. Okay. I, oh, my God. You know, it's weird. I thought I liked it when I first saw it. And then the more I let the episode marinate, the more and more and more I started to really, really, really dislike it. And again, it has to do a lot with the production value and okay, I'm just going to read the first note that I have here. Dear Robert Rodriguez, go away. <laughs> this is Star Wars, not a film by Robert Rodriguez. Just stop it. So that is, I think, my biggest gripe right now um, is I'm not liking his direction. And that's interesting because I am a really big Robert Rodriguez fan, and I'm sure a lot of you folks are. Um, You know, his movies uh, like El Mariachi and uh, the, um, what is it, vampire ones, but uh, they're pretty good. Um, The other, I want to make another little bit of a disclaimer to everybody that's watching in the chat. You know, I I think I want to say like, I don't know, almost 90% of my issues are going to be production issues um probably things that like normal people don't notice um 
But, you know, the funny thing is that I'm seeing that a lot of people are noticing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I posted in the chat that, you know, th- there are certain things that people are, like, catching on um, when it comes to the production value of the show versus the production value of, say, a Marvel um, streaming show mm-hmm. or, or The Mandalorian, um, you know, the show that obviously uh, preceded this. But um, I'm going to go to Andrew and uh, get your two cents on uh, this last episode uh, overall. What, uh, what are your thoughts? So, you know, I mean, I've been on both shows with you talking about episodes one and two previously, and I mostly disagreed with you on the production value side of things um, that I felt like while it was it could be better. It hadn't crossed a line into bad. And I I think it did. And I think episode three, I think there are several things. The big one being the one that we're all going to talk about is the, the, the speeder chase and just the speeders in general. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they did there, but it's just, it's not right. And I, I don't know what happened in post, and how it got past everyone to get on screen like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely get into that. But, uh, yeah, the speeder chase or lack thereof is one of the mm-hmm. biggest uh, fallbacks mm-hmm. for me. Um, but uh, let's get to Lunar Girl. Um, you are sunshine and uh, <laughs> rays of light. And we love that about you. So uh, what did you think of uh, last uh, episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett? I I think everybody on this planet is crazy because I loved it. I mean, we got a baby rancor and Boba's going to learn to ride him into battle. We've got a war with the syndicates coming up. I mean, how could you not be excited over this? Yeah, the Vespas were like, meh. But I, I took some notes. I, the only notes on that scene, so... We'll cover those when we get there. <laughs> Sounds good. And Amanda, you said uh, that you saw it twice. And yes. uh, the second time, what did you say about the, your second viewing? Um, I hated it more. <laughs> oh, um, God. I, you know, I watched the first episode. I liked it. You know, it wasn't like outstanding. Then I watched the second episode, loved it. And this episode just like fell flat for me. I just... The progression of Boba Fett as a character hasn't been doing it for me in this episode. And the whole Vespa scene was just terrible production value, like glaringly. You know, that's that's what I'm hearing a lot. Um, Again, I mentioned that we are almost, you know, tomorrow we will be halfway through with this series. And I haven't really seen a a good amount of character development uh, with Boba Fett. and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, one of my other gripes, um, and I know that uh, Sean and I, you know, kind of uh, rib each other about this. It's the, the whole cinematic aspect of uh, the look and feel of the series versus the, the actual movies. And obviously, you know, I'm not oblivious into realizing that there is a big difference in budget um, between a streaming small screen thing and a multi-million dollar production uh, in film. But there are certain things that I think Star Wars needs to be consistent uh, over. And, I, you know, I've, I have started to see these wide shots, these cinematic shots, like the, the, this last episode. There were some great shots of the city, both day mm-hmm. and night, which uh, really, you know, I loved seeing those. Uh, when, 
when uh, when Boba Fett was riding the uh, the Bantha through the desert, uh, there were some really great shots, mm-hmm. you know, with some really mm-hmm. nice music of of the uh, the Dune Sea and the sand, and it, mm-hmm. it was it looked beautiful. Um, so they're, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do see that they're starting to ramp up, you know, those cinematics. Um, you know, the shot at the beginning. Let's go through it, uh, you know, kind of uh, in order there. The the shot at the beginning with Jabba's palace with the Bomar monks was was really great, and those are some of the shots that yes. we saw in the trailer mm-hmm. when we first uh, saw the um, you know the the the, the teaser. Um, but you know, after that, uh, you know, we've got uh, the scene where um, the droid starts explaining to Boba Fett and Fennec Shan the kind of the power structure of the underworld after um you know after boba fett came in and and eliminated uh you know the the previous uh crime lord um but one of the thing one of the problems that i had with that scene was i i i couldn't believe that uh, that somebody needed to explain to boba fett the structure of this crime syndicate um i'm thinking that boba fett was you know was kind of an employee of Jabba the Hutt and he kind of knew even even if there was somebody after uh, Boba Fett the the structure kind of still maybe stayed the same I, you know that again th- that could be nitpicky what did you guys think about about that particular scene um you know we're talking about the Trandoshans the Aqualish and the Clatoonians um and I think that was pretty much more for our benefit as an audience what do you guys think that's exactly what I was going to say is I think it's more for our benefit than it was for Boba. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and plus, I, I like the droid. He's snarky. He's I do funny. like the droid. I do like the droid. I, I love yeah. Yeah. He's good. One of the few things that I like. What's his name? EV, EV8? I or think so. 8, 8V8? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I think, I- though... Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think that there's actually more to that. I think that there's more that's explained. I, I think that Bib Fortuna has changed the way that the city is run. I don't mm-hmm. think this is the old way it's run. This is him explaining Bib Fortuna was a figurehead, right. and he basically delegated power. Java didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is him explaining the way it ran in the time he's been gone, because it's different than the way Moss Espa has been run previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I, yeah that scene. I agree. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, Bib Fortuna changed the, the power structure of the area since Bob has been gone. So mm-hmm. he knew how it worked with Jabba, but now it's working completely different now. I can. Did Bro oh. freeze? Did yes. Ro freeze? <laughs> yeah. Ro. <laughs> Do you smell toast? Crime <laughs> oh. Cr- boss? Ro. Kelly. <laughs> you okay? It's Ro, another mutiny. Do I get to take over? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I lost you guys for a second. Yeah. I looked up and you go- everybody was spinning. <laughs> I know there was, uh, yeah. Come back to us, Father. I know there was a little. I know there was a little controversy regarding the, uh, the, the, you know, the special guest week. I didn't have a. I really didn't have a problem with the actor. I like. I like the actor. You know, I remember from 
uh, news radio, and I've seen him in some other roles. Um, but um, yeah, what'd you guys think of that that uh, character? What was Stephen Root stealer. doing? I love Stephen Root. I think he's a great actor. But what was that voice he was doing? I, I didn't just, I just, I couldn't, I didn't buy it at all. I felt like it was a complete caricature. Again, I already said it. I feel like this entire show has just been a complete mockery of, of Star Wars. I just couldn't take it seriously. Wow. All I kept, I'm being really? serious. All I kept wow. thinking was my stapler, and it was just very distracting. <laughs> and... And I, I can't take all the guest stars. Same thing with Danny Trejo. Again, it's not like I don't love these actors. I don't want anyone to misconstrue that I like hate these actors. I love them, but I'm with Kelly. Like I loved seeing the Rancor, but I really did hate that. My first reaction was, "Hey, look, Danny Trejo!" Like I don't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have one question. Mm-hmm. What did you do throughout the entire? Two seasons of The Mandalorian. Then. I didn't like Where it either. Oh, oh listen, I, I like. I ended up look. I ended up liking Bill Burr's appearance more in the second episode in the second season because it was a little more serious. But again, because I'm so aware of who these people are and what they normally do, like I know Bill Burr as a comedian. I've seen him on Conan many times. So when I see him popping up. Pardon my French, but my first thought was, what the fuck is Bill Burr doing here? And then I have all these things swirling in my mind. And before I know it, I've missed like all this dialogue because I'm so focused on, hey, what's he doing here? Why is he here? So uh, for me, it's just slightly distracting. That's interesting. And I know there's I, I, been other guests yeah, in I, the movies, and I get that. I almost got into an argument with somebody about that today on Twitter, but I saw that. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that sort of thing is going to be subjective uh, because mm-hmm. there are certain things that, you know, I, I've always said in, in previous shows that I, you know, I, I, I like when Star Wars uses um, actors that are not as well known because it kind of right. um, lends to the suspension of disbelief that you're in a galaxy far, far away. And then when all of a sudden Tom Cruise comes out in a Jedi, it's like, oh, my God, it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, that's, right? and that's my thing. Yeah. 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 But I'm with you. Uh, again, it's it's it's, um, you know, it's going to be subjective to each uh, each individual. Absolutely. Um <laughs> I didn't have a major problem with with that uh, until, you know, until we do get, you know, s- uh, actors of other uh, other calibers. Uh, but, Andrew, what, what did you think of uh, of the, not only that character, but I guess the function of his of the character to introduce these uh, these uh, gang people? Um, so I actually don't mind the use of these actors in the roles. I'm fine with the with Stephen Root's character here. The only thing is, is. And, and I kind of feel, and I had this same complaint with the Mandalorian. I, this one, actually, I have a slightly less big complaint with the Mandalorian all the way through the first season. It was okay. What is the actual story? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because I mean, seriously, we, we didn't know once all the way through the first season, we're still going, okay, what is the actual story? It can't all just be these week to week adventures mm-hmm. uh, or fetch quests, which is almost what the entire thing is. This one we at least kind of know where the story's going, but they're still holding back. But we know we we know already that they don't respect Boba Fett. Right? Right. So right. how many more times do we need a character to come in and be very pointedly disrespectful mm-hmm. before we deal with it and move forward? Mm-hmm. And I and mm-hmm. I do think that's coming. I just think they're taking way too long to get to yeah. it. 
Agreed. I, I think Agreed. they're taking yeah. way too long. I think, like I said, we're, mm-hmm. we're t- tomorrow we're going to be halfway through, and I think nothing, for me, nothing has changed. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real honest about the way that I think this should have been handled with the, the two stories, with the the uh, the flashbacks, because mm-hmm. tu- I love the Tuscan stuff. It's, it's all amazing. Uh, it's the best part of this show, it and is. it should have yes. been the first three episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And then if we needed a short flashback to fill in some gaps after that, great. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they should have told that one story. Mm-hmm. I would have been absolutely okay if they had done a whole season of that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Because the I Tuscans was really are fascinating. The Tuscans. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they should have told most of it. If there were some key pieces to uh, to kind of a little twist in there somewhere where we needed a short flashback later, save it. Right. But give us those first three episodes. Tell us that story, and then set up. Set it up, and then start mm-hmm. this new story. And then it doesn't feel like you're drag. Because the truth is, when we look at Boba Fett's story, like the current in current time, mm-hmm. it feels like it's been dragged out. But there's not that. There's actually not that much there. Right. It's it's actually only a little over an hour of material. It hasn't been dragged out. It just feels like it because you're telling two different stories at the same time. And I think if you had done all of this after the flashbacks, that would have done away with a lot of the complaints about the pacing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys feel that they are relying much on the Western trope? You know, we've got the first episode was like 30 minutes. The second one was a little longer. This one's, you know, last week was the same amount as the first week. Um, but, you know, this whole thing with the western trope and the uh adventure and obviously we saw it a yeah. lot more in the mandalorian i was gonna um, say yeah. i think that with the mandalorian so yeah. why are you i See, feel like they are repeating too. the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. that's what this feels like it feels like you are repeating it not just that i think we all went into this thinking mm-hmm. of a criminal underworld feel. right you that know, too. Like darker more mm-hmm. seedy atmospheres you know and we're not getting that at all, atmospherically or storyline. It is not that seedy underbelly. He's not badass at all. I think is what we were expecting because Boba Fett's known for being part of the criminal underworld. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, I want to ask this. Yeah. If you guys, I mean, they're on Tatooine. It's a desert mm-hmm. planet, which, you know, in my mind, I associate with Westerns. I mean, yeah. what? Did but the thing is, we already have be... the Mandalorian. We already have the Mandalorian Western. for the Western aspect of it. I was thinking this more like a crime drama. Right. Yeah. It's on our, Tatooine, though, so I'd, it's well, hard not to. I don't mind the Western aesthetic of this at all, but I think there's a danger, and I think that they, they're kind of tiptoeing on that line right now. And I had the same complaint about Visions when you took it all and you made it all very anime. Sure, these are all things that build up Star Wars. You you can look across, and Western is definitely one of the ingredients, and the, the Eastern uh, mysticism is one of the ingredients. But how far can you lean into one of those individual ingredients and still be Star Wars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And the in the example, I think, of uh, Visions, you know, it looks like Star Wars, but it, it's inconsequential mm-hmm. to anything that we that we know from, you know, yeah. from the beginning. So right. it, it was a nice little surprise, a, a nice little visual uh, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, break things up. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything to the bigger lore of, mm-hmm. of what we mm-hmm. what we know. Um 
Are, are we, you know, obviously we are uh, talking about, uh, Amanda, you, you mentioned our expectation and how, you mm-hmm. know, the Book of Boba Fett was supposed to be this crime drama, you know, a yeah. la The Godfather Part Two. Um, mm-hmm. I, too, also wanted this to be a little more gritty, a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, dirty. One of the things that, uh, again, that, I, that I'm missing, especially... Um, when we see, you know, Jabba's old throne room. Um, and again, this this might be nitpicky, but I I, I want to see like more activity in there. You know, he's the crime yeah. lord. I, you know, um, I want to see more creatures. I want to see more, you know, beings mm-hmm. walking to and fro, mm-hmm. especially on Tatooine. It, it seems very small. And I know they shoot inside the volume, which makes it small, to begin with, but mm-hmm. I think that's that's the aspect of the uh, of that grand scope that that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I I know the uh, tent stuff in the Tuscan Raider scenes uh, because I saw a behind the scenes they shot in a uh, an exterior parking lot in Los Angeles with a blue screen behind it, and it was a vast you know shot. Mm-hmm. You had that uh, during that last final. Um, uh, flashback, you had uh, a nice little, you know, shot where, you know, the camera, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like it's on a drone, but just kind of pulls back, 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 and it continues to go. And those are the shots that I really love seeing in a Star War. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, th- I, I think they really need to do uh, more of that to kind of expand, um, I, you know, and I know we've been here, we've been on this planet before, we know what it looks like, um, but they're, I think that I feel like they're dumbing it down a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, that's all that, that, that all kind of gets grouped into my, um, gripes as far as budgetary constraints. And I know, um, somebody's talking about, um, limiting, uh, extras because it was made during COVID time. And I, I guess I get that, but I was going to say that too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's ways around that. Yeah. And I know. also think that you're, you're going to get everything that you're, that you want. I think think it's leading up to that it's just that we needed to first hear this backstory mm-hmm. um about the tuscans um we have to show how boba's evolved since then and i really think that they're they're playing on this is a man who every time he finds a family or finds something that he loves finds a place in this galaxy it's taken away from him I mean, they keep focusing on Camino. We all know what happens there. They keep focusing on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the arena. We all know that's when Jenga died. Um, The the Tuscans died. Um, Mm -hmm. He found a a niche in um, Jabba's palace. Jabba's Mm -hmm. dead. (laughs) So every time he finds something it's it's ripped away from him i guess i didn't never saw him as a sentimental character so what does it matter i guess i that think all it's because we always are being ripped saw, away from yeah i think we always saw boba fett as a villain right and I that's think the other that thing too part of the problem too mm-hmm. is we have this preconceived idea that he's a villain mm-hmm. and now that we're kind of seeing him in this non-villain light it's kind of weird for all of us i know it's weird for me yeah yeah it's a much softer yeah. role Mm-hmm. Yeah, see him. I mean, look at the relationship yeah. that he's developing with the baby Rancor. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. he's such a good boy, and he's petting it, and you know, like, he just got a puppy. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it shows that, that 
Oh, I loved it. You it didn't like this queen? No. Baby no. Rancor. What? It's, it's compassionate. Oh, cutesy. Like, it's, but it's always been cutesy. Look at There's look so at the many Ewoks. cutesy things. They were cutesy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nobody went up. To, nobody went up to an Ewok and went. That is true. Yeah, nobody yeah, did that. Nobody did that. Let, yeah, let's like... l- let me get back to something that uh, that Kelly said. You know, and this will kind of play out with the whole pacing issue that uh, Andrew was talking about. You know, we've seen that damn scene uh, of Camino of the Slave One taking off of the Camino platform. You see. Uh, young Boba Fett going to the window and and uh, doing the Pablo Hidalgo against the rainy window there. Uh, how many times are we going to see that? And and again, you know, here we go with pacing. I have that answer. Here we go with answer. pacing. You have that answer? All right. What's answer. the answer? Um, the answer is we're going to keep seeing that scene every single episode until the season finale when we see what it is we're supposed to see. I mean, like, what is still hidden and blacked out in Boba's brain that he mm-hmm. still is, the dreams are still just starting to come back, you know, and we see a little bit more every single episode. So, but we what haven't. We've see? seen the same scene for like the last like three episodes. Anything. A little bit longer every single episode. Does it? It does. It does. I swear it does. It does. It does. It does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See a little I bit more. I don't want to go through six episodes of crap only to get a big, awesome, wonderful finale. Well, we, like, I don't know if I want that kind yeah. of... Unquote, well, you know, we, we don't play. know. We don't know it's crap yet. And, you know, it, at the very end, no, you know, if, if, if you guys, if you guys, if you guys are right and we do see something phenomenal and we're like, oh, my God. But yeah. still, like right now at this moment, it is. It's the pacing is a little mm-hmm. off. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, we saw this already. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sitting there with a timer saying, oh, this is like an extra three seconds of, of young Boba Fett's like, face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's still kind of interesting. I think. um you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens. Let's get back to uh, another one of my points here. Fennec Shan seems to have a better handle uh, about being a crime boss than Boba Fett does at this point. Um, mm-hmm. it, it seems like, like Fennec is uh, guiding him, um, not really pulling the strings, but I, I actually like Fennec Shand a lot better than uh, I do Boba Fett at this point. Thoughts? Me too. Fennec is badass. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just. I, oh, we know how you feel about Fennec, <laughs> Shan, Amanda. <laughs> we won't go there. No, <laughs> no. But she's got like she's like exactly what I kind of wanted from this show. Like she mm-hmm. is this criminal bounty hunter, wants to be a crime lord kind of like thing. You know, she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Right. Andrew, I, I, I wanted oh, real fast, real fast. I wanted to ask Andrew uh, what he thought about the relationship between Fennec Shan and, and Boba Fett, because there is kind of a, um, I don't want to say you know mentor student type of thing, but sometimes it does seem like it, it like like that. Um, and then last episode when they went to go visit the mayor, you know they wanted to get in there and 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 get a meeting, and she threatened the guy, the Shanti's favorite uh, comedian guy. <laughs> and Boba Fett said that was a little, what was it? A little, that seemed a little overhanded. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which to me was like right out of left field because he's supposed to be a crime boss and this is your enforcer. Of course, she's going to threaten somebody if you don't get your way. It just seemed odd to me. Yeah, I, I think that right now, I don't know that, I think that the big problem right now is we don't know exactly what Boba Fett's motives in this whole thing are. Right. And it's, it does he, does he want to be a crime boss because he wants to like sit on a throne and, and rule over this empire or does, or I think that what he's looking for is to go to war and he's less concerned with some of the other things that are going on. But right now Finnick is his edge. Like mm-hmm. she's the one that's going to keep him, keep his edge when it comes time. And, um, I think, I think that part of it is, is that Boba Fett's motivations have changed severely from what we think they are based on all the things we've known about Boba Fett over the last 30 years. Um, Boba Fett is likely on a a path to revenge here. Against who? The Pikes who killed the Tuscans. Okay, so you think I was that that was my yeah. point too. I think um I think the uh the uh, the graffiti uh on the tent was a redirect or, or yeah. kind mm-hmm. of a uh the Pikes are the Pikes I feel are definitely man- manipulating the situation. Um but it's weird though because because of what we know about the Pikes through the animated series, um, this is where I kind of call on that knowledge um, and trying to put mm-hmm. two t- yeah. two and two together. Um, not because of the show, because right now, you know, it's it's the Tuscan Raiders, it's the Pikes. We haven't really seen the any of the other um, families other than the uh, the, the bikers, the Clatoonians. We did see um, the huts. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes and no, the huts were present through proxy because of the twins, but we really didn't see the the power structure of the huts. No. And no. and they they supposedly they left and said, "Oh, sorry, this is somebody else's territory. I'm going to uh, here's a gift. See you later." Um, I don't think they left. I, I don't see why the huts would have taken off. All of these story there. points though for me yeah. are like really choppy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And again, I don't know what it is. It's like they're not they're like trying to make connective tissues, you know, flow in a certain direction. But then they stop right before they make that connection. And that's what's throwing me off. I think I think what it is, and I, I've been seeing this uh, since the beginning, if everybody got a three, four hour movie. Mm-hmm. And got the whole story in one sitting. Everybody would be so happy with it. Besides some minor things. But we have to wait every single week. And nobody wants to do that waiting anymore. You keep saying that, but I don't feel... I love waiting. I have no problem with the weekly format at all. But for yeah, some I mean, you know, this is... this is It's just not engaging yeah. enough. I mean, you know, it, it's not a uh, brand new formula waiting yeah. uh, a week for the rest mm-hmm. of the story. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is how we've watched television for since the beginning of time, yeah. or at least since the yeah. beginning of television. So I, I don't know if that is is because um, Mandalorian is that was, I was a weekly format, to. Yeah. correct? Yeah, so, yeah. and right. I had no problem with Mandalorian being mm-hmm. weekly. I was excited every week for a new episode to drop. This, I've already said, 
I am at this point literally watching the show because we're doing Scarif Live. I'm so sorry. Yeah, if not, I probably would have stopped. <laughs> I, I probably would have stopped this after this show. episode. I do. All right, let, I'm let's, hoping um, tomorrow will change my mind. I, I really well, am. That's what I'm, tomorrow that's might. what I'm waiting for. I'm hoping tomorrow is going to be like the climax. I'm hoping tomorrow is the episode that blows all our minds. I'm really mm -hmm. hoping it is. I hear that it's going to be directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. So, well, so she that might make a difference. Good episodes, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. So, let's um, let's turn the page here and go into a more happy place. Uh, Black mm -hmm. Chrysanthemum um, kicking the ass of Boba Fett. I, I think um, that uh, that fight right out of the uh, Bacta chamber for Boba Fett was brutal. I, I think yeah. um, I think it was really great. What did you guys think? Loved it. Electric Knuckles. I mean, like, whoa, it was so cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, I, I think that whole scene was great. And it's actually the only scene in the show that makes me like the biker gang at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, like the biker gang? Because I wanted yes. Black I mean, Chrysanthemum to at least kill two of those little shits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... You know, we get to see a pretty brutal fight, and I, I know some people have said, you know, the fight's all not that, you know, not that brutal. Nobody dies, nobody. But I mean, like, you know, we're we're discounting the Gamorrean guards here too as big brutes. Yeah. Like these are these are big brutes up there. With, they're kept by Jabba as guards because they're up there with, you know, a Wookiee or these other mm -hmm. big creatures. And I mean, he just throws them around like ragdolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just biting them, and you know, I it, I like wow. the lighting of this fight too. You know, like kind of the darker edge of it. It was more like, like you felt like Bobo. You know, you could feel his emotion of oh shit. You know, mm. am I gonna make it out of this? Because you know, this Wookiee is just <laughs> smacking him around and throwing him around. You know, yeah. So I would say yeah. it's definitely the highlight of the episode. Yeah, I'm just There's surprised a Boba like got up and right. yeah. his shoulders <laughs> off as if nothing but oh, that is one of the, I guess that's a couple I of things my disbelief right. for that one. yeah i was he expecting is, more injuries for him yeah the yeah. only thing the only reason it does that and it's because they put the stupid thing in the in the sub captions where it's like bones cracking and it's like <laughs> well if bones are cracking then I know. Like, yeah he shouldn't be getting up and be like oh i'm fine <laughs> like, are you about to kill like, the main character right like, like if i I would have loved to have seen him with some injuries or something after that. Yeah, it was just too mm -hmm. too easy. Get right back up and yeah, it yeah. Just, I don't know. Like I said, you know, <laughs> and I think the um, if the Gomorian guards were were a little thicker, uh, Black Cave <laughs> probably would have had a little bit more of a problem <laughs> knocking them over. But since they skipped leg day. That's another thing. He got he got in really easily. No one wants to touch. Oh yeah, that. if I'm gonna yeah he yeah kind of just okay. strolled right in like as if. Nothing. But if I'm gonna go kill somebody who's laying in a back to tank, and in the previous episode I've got this big ass gun, you'd think I'd bring my big ass gun and just take him out easily, right? There are certain sword and like plunge it through yeah the, you know? <laughs> there are certain things in the show that in universe mm -hmm. are not making too much sense and we'll get to another one in in, in a minute um well i mean you know, my reaction was like can this night. guy just take a bath without getting interrupted right? <laughs> every time he gets in there something happens it happens yeah 
Somebody I mean, mentioned this took place in the middle of the night and everybody's sleeping. And it's not like he has this whole like armada protecting him, you know, like but everybody else. So should, he shouldn't be protected because it is nighttime. So... Yeah, but who is he going to have to protect him? He's still Where making these Fennec? alliances. Fennec's sleeping. She was up all day. <laughs> She's going to sleep too. But she was still dressed. She should have at least had like some sort of nightgown on or something. Yeah, she was dressed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> She should have had night clothes on. With Jennifer yeah. Beals at her side. What? <laughs> what? 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 Shanti, don't bring that up. That's, right. that's, that's, I that's didn't say the magic sexy. Word. That's sexy time. Like, what? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. All right, let's get... Um, Let's. Oh, so uh, obviously some of you guys uh, enjoyed the uh, rancor scene and uh, Danny Trejo. Uh, you know, I, th I think yeah. Danny is a, a great character actor. He, he's great in everything that he's in. I'm actually glad that he's in Star Wars. I don't really have a problem with him being he's in Star Wars. I think it kind of fits. fits. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw yeah, he fits in that him. role. Yeah. 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 I did Andrew, enjoy okay the rancor scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm fine with Danny Trejo. My only question is, is Danny Trejo? A villain, right? I know, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That's I mean, traditionally, funny. Danny Trejo shows up. He's a villain, right? But yeah. I know over the last, you know, decade or so, he's tried to play a lot of softer roles. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but is he going to be training this Rancor for good or for bad? You know, well, you like know, you know, it's it's got to be good because we only have four episodes in, mm -hmm. so. To introduce another um, adversary in the middle of the show, you know, I, I hope they don't do that because no, it'll I be agree. a it, it, it's going to have to be a quick resolution, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too that bothered me during the death scene of the um, of the Tuscans were the uh, the the chanting music. Mm. Um, I think it was beautiful. I don't think for me it it didn't uh, didn't fit. I don't want to say it didn't fit. It was just like like right right there on the edge for me. Um, it and could some people, yeah, and some people some people were saying that it was too short, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But regardless, I think it, it was kind of a brutal um, uh, way to uh, to end up uh, for the Tuscans to end up. You know, I I want. I want that to be a bigger motivating factor, and maybe it is, but at mm -hmm. this point, I I don't see that Boba Fett has that in his mind to, to be right. a motivating factor. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we're getting into the whole Pike Syndicate situation. Um, Andrew uh, mentioned that, um, you know, some of us that feel that the Pikes are behind everything, so, you know, hopefully we'll start to ramp up in this uh, episode tomorrow to kind of I don't know, solidify a lot of the thoughts that uh, that we have about that, about the Pikes especially. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so here's another thing that bothered me about the whole Fennec-Boba Fett dynamic. In the dinner scene, um, Fett basically says, you know, they sent uh, Black Chrysanthemum to kill me. I should respond. And Fennec's like, nah, have some more chicken. <laughs> and yeah, that was definitely previously, not yeah. yeah. Previously, it was the other way around. You know, mm -hmm. Boba Fett was like, what should I do? And Fennec's like, you got to kick some ass. Yeah. 
I thought that was totally weird for Fennec to respond to that because she's been like, I'm going to go kill him. Right. Let me kill him, you know? Let mm -hmm. me kill him. And then this one time she's sitting there with her feet up eating chicken like, nah. Is Fennec working for the huts? Yeah. Ooh, Could be. That, that, yeah. Right. that is that. That would explain why she didn't well, rush right. to Boba mm -hmm. Fett's rescue when she I should that have. All to be very yeah. Right. suspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also have a different theory on that. Um, Boba's been kind of out of the loop, so to say, for the past five years. Because, you know, mm -hmm. he was eaten by a Sarlacc and, and then kidnapped by the Tuscans and living the life out there. Fennec, she has been in it. You know, she, she's she been in the thick of everything for mm -hmm. the whole entire time. So Boba really needs to lean heavy on her. Um, she knows when to fight. And she knows when to eat her lizard chicken, you know, so. <laughs> she knows how to lizard pick her battles. Chicken. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. looking at it from a character perspective, Fennec Shand respects power, right? Right. Yeah. If she's also seeing Boba Fett as weak, then what's to stop her from going and making a deal with the Huts, who will show power? I mean, mm -hmm. I, that, that's the way I'm looking at it now. That may not play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, Who do you think is in control of this territory at this moment? You know, b between you know Boba Fett and all the families, who's who's really pulling the strings? It's not the mayor, Jennifer no. Beals. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree. There's with something you. about I her. Yeah, there is. Jennifer Beals is the joking. mastermind of it all. I think mm -hmm. she's the one really in control, but she's playing to be this innocent little. I know Ro wants her to be. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know. So that's she's why I just, think you know, she's the real mastermind pulling the strings and everything. Huh. Yeah, I think Crimson Dawn is ultimately behind everything. Um, the yeah, Pikes. Do you, think, do you think Jennifer Beals' character is working for Crimson Dawn? I believe so. I said that last week, yeah. Um, I do think that she's working for Crimson Dawn. And I think the Pikes maybe as well. Uh, the pike, the symbol that the pikes, the symbol that the pikes are wearing is not the same symbol that we've seen them wearing in yeah. the animated series. Yeah. It's not uh, the same as in the animated. And it's got a little bit more of a Crimson Dawn look to it. So I'm wondering if more of the uh, in, in Boba's absence, like while he's been gone, if more of the if there's more changes that have happened in the criminal mm -hmm. underworld than we know about yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's an interesting thought. That would be cool. I'm going to pay uh, special attention to any jewelry that Jennifer Beals is wearing in her outfit. Um, very good idea. For obvious reasons, but yeah. for science. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. for science. Okay. For science. That's a good one. So let's talk about the rancor in the room here. I, it's funny. I have my notes. I have rancor, coochie, coochie, coo. <laughs> so cute. And... Um, yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. So scared. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. It reminds loved me it. though of the big rancor in Bad Batch. Yes. Is it Mochi? Yeah, is it Mochi? Be so cool. Because be so Mochi cool gets purchased mochi. by Jabba the Hutt. Yep. So it would be interesting yeah. to know if that's the same rancor. Could I don't be. love seeing the rancor. I just don't yeah. want it. I would say given the whole thing with the blinders, not Moochie. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Also, this is, this is still a fair amount after, uh, 
after that episode with Moochie, right. with the Bad Batch, a good bit after. Yeah. About so it would probably be grown, years. right? Oh, yeah. 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 Meh. But it would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happened to Mochi. I know. <laughs> Leave it up to Dave uh, Filoni. We might find out. Yeah. Um, all right. So By let's way, get back. Speaking of which, does anybody think Rota the Hut could make an appearance mm. from Clone Wars? Or do we think he's not going to show up? You know, if there's a kind of a um, round table be, Godfather type thing scene where we see, you know, uh, several me, huts, because we can see the guy that would want to take over Jabba's territory. Mm. Yeah. And Dave Filoni is one of the masterminds that connects everything together. So I've been wondering oh, if he's going to show one. up or not. <clears throat> My suspicion would be that based on just just strictly on budgetary limits that okay. we've probably seen all of the huts rendered mm -hmm. that we're going to see in this show. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that going down the road I, where I think they're going, which I think this is our introductory to introduction to the criminal underworld yeah. as it exists five years after Return of the Jedi. And then after this is over, we're going to have that set up and we'll get some underworld shows announced. Yeah. And at that point, I think we probably see a lot more huts. Okay. Yeah, good point. All right. Let's get to the chase or lack thereof of the Vespas. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about that. And, um, you know, one of the things obviously that bothers me is when they took off, Boba Fett told his minions, go get them. And I realize I'm like, does he not know he's got a rocket pack and weapons on his wrists? What's going on here? That's one of the yeah. things that I feel like I want everything in in universe to kind of make sense mm -hmm. and, you know, connect mm -hmm. with with the abilities of the characters. Um, there was really no need to chase this idiot uh, <laughs> because Boba, I mean, when he crashed into the fruit stand, Boba Fett used his rocket and then landed right in front of him and said, hey, where are you going? I mean, he could have that could have been a, just a, a pretty amazing scene. Yeah. I felt that whole scene was played for gags, for funny, for comedy. It was just so slow I, moving. It was like, so silly. It was. You know, the gif on Twitter is moves faster than the actual scene. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The silly thing of them crashing through the painting of like Jabba the Hutt, I was like, this is so freaking ridiculous. And that was a that was a callback. That painting was a uh, Ralph McQuarrie concept. Just... It's it's I, yeah, it is a Ralph was McQuarrie really? piece. Of, yeah, it's a piece of Ralph oh. McQuarrie art, and the mm -hmm. interesting change they made right. to it uh, was that because it's it's all about Jabba, so mm -hmm. they removed Luke Skywalker is in that original piece of concept is art from okay. Macquarie, okay. but they removed Luke from the art. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a cool little trivia there. I know yeah. everybody hates the the. I know everybody hates it. I <laughs> I know I know, and it wasn't the best for me. Yeah. But I want to see you justify this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm really waiting for it. What? What are you gonna say? <laughs> Boba's in charge. He's got minions now. Why Maybe. should he? Yeah, yeah. He's getting there. He's getting there. It's building up to that. <laughs> but why, as the boss, 
should he get himself dirty when he's got minions? Let the kids do it, you know? Like, yeah, are they, yeah, they are kids, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Let the kids do it. <laughs> and two, if you have to, like, I'm, I'm always, you got to find the positive in everything, okay? And mm-hmm. the positives, that painting, the fruits were a callback to Rebels. Um, we saw the C-3PO droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the repair droids. Mm-hmm. And we saw the bit. So if the chase scene had gone faster than that, we wouldn't have seen all those cool things. We would have because oh, the director God, and the special effects matter. people would have made it so yeah. that we've seen it. So what does it matter? <laughs> I'm not watching a show to look for all the cutesy little things in the background that are a callback to everything that we've seen beforehand. If not, what's the point of watching this show? I might as well just go watch everything that's come before it. I'm I, so everything, it's <laughs> but in everything you ever watch, everybody's like, well, what were the Easter eggs in that episode? I and I found all the Easter eggs. Stuff, I'm yes. not watching this stuff to hunt Easter eggs. I'm watching these shows <laughs> to escape from life and to turn my brain off, not to go on yeah. an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll, it doesn't... That doesn't well, do it for me. First of all, we're already doing that enough with Marvel. I don't want... I'm tired of this trend with everything that we're seeing. Look for stuff in the background. Look for stuff in the back. I don't want to yeah. be doing that all the time. This isn't a game of Clue. Like, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I was like, fine. whoa, look I, at the eye. Fine. But for me, it serves no purpose to the story. Didn't move anything along. What did that do for anything except say, hey, look at that. Woo. Fruit. But I like the story. <laughs> I I mean, like I know not everybody likes the story, but I like the story. To kill that guy at the end because I can't stand him anymore. I wish they would. I wish the they would have just the mayor's assistant. Him. Like, just, yeah, I can't just kill take him. that guy at just all. Kill him. Like ugh. that was so unsatisfying. And, Andrew's it. Andrew's got something to say. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, no, it's, I actually don't mind the chase. I don't mind the Easter eggs, but it, it is slow and. You know, I don't mind that Boba walks out and says, you know, these guys he's just hired says, go get him. I want to see what you can do. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think the really, the thing that really sticks this for me is that we just had Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye has what I still believe, and I haven't had anybody offer me anything up different that that car chase scene in Hawkeye is the best car chase ever put on tv it is mm-hmm. it is i it agree is. yeah it is and then we get this and it and it's it doesn't compare it doesn't dang sorry i think i think honestly i think that's what rubs me wrong the most about this scene Mm-hmm. Is that I wanted it to be as good as that chase in Hawkeye? Because I mean, you see the production value in Hawkeye. You know that that's all the Marvel that's, shows. Yeah, you know, that's what's rubbing me wrong about Marvel the versus Marvel the Star shows. Wars streaming. Yeah. The, the um, I mean, even the uh, the the trailer that they just dropped for Moon Knight looks mm-hmm. like a like a movie. I it mean, looks like and a movie. Or even it's, like Amanda was saying, I think I forgot where we were talking about this. Amanda, forget even Marvel shows and stuff outside of Disney. You well, just I was watched the Witcher, the Witcher, and yeah. you said that the Witcher looks so amazing in comparison to Star Wars. So that's why I yeah. say there really should be mm-hmm. no excuse. Don't use it as this is TV, not a movie, yeah. as your excuse to fall back on. I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. TV yeah. is where it's at right now. 
Mm-hmm. I'm is. going to um, I'm going to be a little bit like Lunar Girl and be a little um, no. a giver of light. Um, and I'm going to give I them. I like being cynical. Uh, I'm going to give them a slight, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, benefit of the doubt. Okay. I know, you know, Mandalorian, they started using this new technology. Uh, Boba Fett, they're obviously using the same technology, but now they have um, COVID to kind of deal with and mm-hmm. resurgence of all that stuff. So there's a lot of obstacles there. Um, I'm hoping that uh, the next shows, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and Andor, I'm hoping that those shows start to show us a little bit more of what I guess I expect personally from a star Mm -hmm. war. Um, because it's, uh, unfortunately it's not, it's not this, I'm going to continue to watch it obviously, because Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, I, I love, I love star Wars and I love, I'll watch something, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll watch something star Wars at least once Mm -hmm. except a a certain trilogy of a man (laughs) who will not be named. That's another thing. I have a Um, question. I have an answer. We keep we keep saying how you know this could have been affected by COVID and this and that, but a lot of the Marvel shows that we watched, how many of those were produced during COVID? Loki. We had we had a lot of Marvel shows. I know Loki was produced during. So WandaVision, Loki, Falcon. I don't know about WandaVision. I think WandaVision. No, WandaVision. I think may have been may have skirted that. WandaVision was before. How many of those were done during COVID? Because I would like. I believe Loki. Winter Winter Soldier actually was done like right in the middle of COVID, and I think they had to switch stories. They had like a yeah. They had to totally rewrite. They had a six month delay. Right. I mean. But the difference was you see Marvel, if you look across the island and Star Wars has done this a little bit, not like mm-hmm. you see Marvel shuffling things a month or mm-hmm. two back and, and you go, okay, they're trying to get it right. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, I don't think that's happening. I, I think that with Lucasfilm, I, unfortunately, I think they're trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. And that oh, yeah. is my point. Like why? If some of these were done during COVID, that's why what that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I don't even I, want to use the excuse of COVID for Star Wars if some of the delayed. Marvel shows were done during Although, COVID as well. And they know. still look was, better. Was but, Loki and Hawkeye delayed or no? I don't know. I don't remember. But a lot of those shows were started before COVID started. Yeah, I don't know when Bobo was and filmed. Boba started. It was filmed I mean, during COVID. Literally in the middle it was of it. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. But I think that's Loki was know. filmed right in the middle of COVID too. That's I what think. I thought so too. I yeah, honestly it take less than a year to mm-hmm. get that. I don't know. You know from start yeah. to finish. This mm-hmm. was less than a year from start to finish. I think. Okay. Maybe. What I hope I know that they've continued to advance the volume technology. They're really. I mean, you know, Favreau is still producing this. Favreau is, uh, as far as pushing technology forward, Favreau is the heir apparent to George Lucas in that department and you know sometimes you push too far george pushed too far with phantom menace Mm -hmm. yeah and i I kind of wonder sometimes with some of the things i'm seeing of this if they pushed the technology a little further than they should have and it's just not looking right that could Could be be. yeah that could be Mm -hmm. you know coupled with time restraints you know we Mm -hmm. had some some goofy things happened during Mando, you know, um, production assistant with the pants in the hallway. I mean, yeah. how, how yeah. does that pass <laughs> inspection, you know, things yeah. like yeah. that. So I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I also think that, uh, you know, that chasing really had a, um, 
Spy Kids feel to it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Power Rangers. if uh, you know Robert Rodriguez kind of uh, took some of the effects work uh, to his uh, company just to kind of speed things along. But um, who knows? Until we get uh, all the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, nuggets, uh, we, we won't know, but, uh, you know, there's definitely something off about the book of Boba Fett, whether it's the, uh, visual style, the storytelling, the pacing, um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. Everybody's got a different opinion. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, there are some aspects of all of the opinions that kind of overlap. There's a Venn diagram uh, of all of our opinions that I think, uh, are worth noting, um, and then maybe taking uh, taking a look at uh, some of the aspects of uh, of the show that we're talking about. So, uh, looking forward to next week or tomorrow, actually, to uh, yay to see. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> she's the only one, right? The only one. I love you, Kelly. I love you. <laughs> I will be getting up. No, I wish nine that... hours, nine more hours. I get. To I watch wish it. I had the excitement that that she does. <laughs> Believe me, this makes me very sad, and I don't. It makes I know me I, sad too. It does make like, me sad because you guys know I Star love Wars to make jokes, but I'm not I, excited about. I don't yeah. like seeing how many. Jo- and I get it. In this day and age, everything gets memed. I understand that mm-hmm. nothing is safe. Even the Marvel stuff gets memed. Mm-hmm. But I have never seen such a level of memes and jokes and things being poked fun of as much as this particular show. And that's well, my problem. We shouldn't be making this much fun of it. And I feel like it's across the board. What did you say? Maybe it's the people. It's us. It's us. We suck. Yeah. We suck. I guess so. But, you know, one of the interesting things, and I said this, I mentioned uh, this uh, before we started uh, the show. Um, you know, there is an article out there that uh, the ratings uh, have dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I take it for a grain of sand or salt or I hate sand. Sand. Of course, gets everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, if if those stories are true, if that story is true, it's uh, interesting that uh, other people are kind of catching uh, catching wind of some of the things that we are talking about here. Um, you know, before Boba, Book of Boba Fett dropped, I, I knew and I said that I was going to be extra hard and critical of the show because... You know, for me, The Mandalorian was the time to kind of experiment. Um, I think this show looks worse than The Mandalorian for whatever reason. And um, I just I don't like that. I feel that way because Boba Fett is a a favorite character of mine and uh, nothing is matching up in my head. Any final thoughts on the book of Boba Fett, the good, the bad and the Vespa? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I want to bring up one controversial point that everybody's going crazy on Twitter. It's the colors of the Vespas. Oy. Like that's so controversial, I, Amanda. I know it is. Like, but <laughs> for me, it kind of took me out of Tatooine because those things to me fit on a planet like Coruscant or Corellia or Narshada. Or I'll I'll be like I'll be like Kelly. I've got an answer. I've got an answer for that. I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> those characters are not native uh, of Tatooine. They came from Canto Bight. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you look at their outfits side by side with the uh, the art direction of uh, the Last Jedi and the folks in mm-hmm. Canto Bight, very similar similar uh, clothing. 
So that's my. So you think that's why? I think that's why. Yeah, <laughs> they're running away from their parents. They uh, were denied the trust. Another funds. thing. Those those bikes are nice, man. Those things look Italian made. Those things I are know. Like, look like espresso machines. But for whatever reason, these people can't freaking afford water. I know. <laughs> like sell your freaking speeder then. Priorities. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't understand. Like it just did you steal those? Like it, no, I mean I don't they know. look expensive. They do. So did you rob the I don't I just it didn't track, it didn't connect. They, I they didn't like that the... I didn't like that they were like all essentially human either. Like there's just a lot so of humans let's play... in this world. Let's play devil's advocate and let's okay. So everybody to. is talking about the speeders being mm -hmm. a homage to George Lucas's background yeah. and speed American and American graffiti, graffiti and, stuff, and, yeah. and and the mod squad or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, let's just mm -hmm. say that okay, we we all understand that we all mm -hmm. see that there is a connection between the speeders and George Lucas, and you know they wanted to to give mm -hmm. homage to that, but did it fit? I don't think it did. I think when you add anything like that into a show, I mean, I, I think this is the way you just approach props in a show. Does it work? Does it fit the yeah. aesthetic? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and as I think Amanda said, um, you know, I, there are places in Star Wars universe where you see that and you don't even flinch. Exactly. Like I said, Coruscant. The upper know? levels of Coruscant fit. Um, mm -hmm. I don't even mind. I don't mind the design. I know Ro doesn't like the design at all. I think the concept art actually looks pretty good. Um, but the colors, anytime you go and you throw bright primary yeah. colors out there, you're going to get, it, it's, it's going to draw weird comparisons to things like the Power Rangers and Voltron <laughs> and, Voltron. <laughs> um, you know, the fact that if they had all been, if they had only used one or two colors, there are mm -hmm. things they could have done that really could have taken the edge off that. Right. Um, scuffed it and, up or something like i don't know yeah well shiny, that's the thing in, dirty and you know yeah like make it look scuffed gritty. It up, yeah because uh, tatooine's full of sand so it should be you know like kind of turtle wax maybe you know <laughs> right can i say one thing can yeah I say one thing they weren't western bikes <laughs> no you guys hated the whole western thing it's nothing to do with westerns and it's like yeah, those bikes would have rather big. seen a horse. The horse would have been faster. <laughs> you know, Nobody if you watch, if you watch the, uh, if you watch the concept art with the credits, um, a lot of those shots look, you know, really great, and they didn't translate to to the real world. I think uh, the, even you know the the little things like there is a shot where Boba Fett comes and collects uh, the money from the Pike Syndicate. And the room is is smoky and dark, and then when you see the actual scene, it's like they shot it in the middle of a Walmart with all the fluorescent. It's like really like yeah yeah yeah. Can you can you maybe put in a little smoke, make it a little you know? It's just it's just yeah. the, the creative decisions. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's just Execution something is not is connecting. Just awful. Yeah. Anyways, we got tomorrow's episode to hopefully uh, spruce things up on Tatooine, and uh, maybe uh, maybe a biker will get shot or <laughs> fall off a fall off a cliff somewhere or something. Who knows? But um, any any predictions uh, on tomorrow's episode, uh, Shanti? What do you think? No, I have no predictions. <laughs> None. 
None. You're just going for the ride. Andrew, I, how about you? Um, so overall, I'm still optimistic that we're going to see a lot of the things that we want to see in these last four episodes and that we're going to see this darker, grittier side of Boba Fett. Um, I, I think that this episode, I'm afraid that this episode is still not it. I think it's going to be the last three. I think this is the transition episode from uh, the story we've been telling to going to war. And this is this, this is going to be the, the episode with all the scenes of Boba Fett sitting around, uh, you know, trying to get all, win the Aqualish and the, mm -hmm. the other, um, the Trandoshans and the other groups over to his side. Um, I think it's, I think it's a lot of the shots from the, the original trailer are in episode four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kelly, how about you? I predict that I'm going to come into our little chat tomorrow morning saying, I loved it. And all you guys are like, Kelly, it sucked. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Amanda, how about you? Prediction? Um, my prediction is I think we're going to see a lot more Jennifer Beals in this episode. I think we really need to. High five! Because, High five! Yeah, woo. <laughs> because, you know, she's a big star to have on this show. Right. So I think she really needs to, like, I think we're going to see her finally step up more as more of a main character. Absolutely. So before we take off, I wanted to ask you guys real fast because I think I was criticized for this um, either on Twitter or on the ch in in our DMs. Um, the fact that we're not seeing the the brutality that a lot of people want to see in this um, is something that I had been afraid of since they announced the Book of Boba Fett um, having been done on a Disney network. Do you guys have? Any thoughts about the lack of brutality and the lack of um, cojones that the show is obviously showing because it's a Disney thing? Or do you think it's it's uh, it's something else? I think it's something else, because something if you else. watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah, that is brutal. I mean, when yeah. you see that scene of him smashing the oh, shield yeah. down, yeah, and yeah the blood, was... you know, that is brutal. Yeah. So I don't think it's a Disney thing at all because we've already mm -hmm. seen it mm -hmm. in a property. Yeah. And you've got a guy directing this that's not afraid to do brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think it's coming. I think they're holding it back for shock value when it does happen. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. think they're holding it too long. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow and uh, in subsequent uh, episodes. But um, yeah. I just want to thank everybody in the chat. You guys were having a good time back there. Uh, there was some chat uh, earlier on about uh, the elimination of Luke Skywalker, which is uh, definitely a show all on its own uh, mm -hmm. as far as the uh, the Ralph McQuarrie thing um, and uh, all the, the, the weird little uh, anti-Disney connotations that that drives uh, the, the, the Twitterverse. But uh, mm -hmm. interesting to say the least. Um, Dave, I'm, I'm happy to see Dave Richards in the chat. I know we went, uh, we were going to go on earlier on Sunday because it was a school night the next day, but, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Everybody in the chat, uh, Coruscant Radio Underground, Andrew, let us know what, what, uh, what, what do you guys have coming up? 
uh, we're going to, well, we were supposed to get back to recording this week, but since everybody in the house is sick, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, so we'll get back to recording next week. I, we are still on to record with you on Thursday night uh, for Science Fictionary. So we, we've got some stuff coming out, but it's probably going to be another week before we really get going again. I heard you were doing something solo. Um... I am. I'm 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 working on it. Uh, I've got a solo project. It'll be five to ten minute YouTube clips. Um, it's it's as much as anything. One, it gives me a place to talk about things that the rest of my crew is not always interested in talking about. Um, it's also going to give me a place to get quicker reactions out there to some news items. And uh, as much as anything, this whole project started with forcing me out of my shell. And uh, it took me two and a half years of doing this before I would even get in front of a camera. Yeah. And uh, so I've been doing that for a little while now. And now I'm going to do it by myself. Awesome. I totally understand, Andrew. <laughs> I would never have known that you didn't like being in front of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Either. I, I, I got a photography degree so I could stand behind it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Amanda, we just dropped our uh, third show on representation where I talked to some buddies, uh, friends, mm -hmm. uh, co-creators about representation. And uh, thank you very much for uh, availing yourself on that episode. Uh, that was uh, earlier today. It's doing actually mm -hmm. pretty well. Awesome. Uh, but uh, what else do you got going over well, at um, uh, Galaxy of Queers? You're joining me at nine for our talk on Willow. <laughs> And then on Sunday, we're continuing our 80s month. Gemma and I are hosting an episode of talking about Labyrinth. Very nice. Yep. Excellent. I'll see you in 45 minutes. Blue Wrench Girl. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> What's going on with your bad self? Let's see. I don't think I have any more podcasts this week. Um <laughs> we just wrapped up um with the guys the music of 1992 and we made this awesome playlist with all of our followers of all the songs that we used to jam out to and it went live on spotify last night so kind of like taking a breath today and then tomorrow we're going to start promoting uh the book of boba fett chapters three and four very nice mm -hmm. excellent Cool beans. All right, Shanti, my friend. Oh, and uh, you're on another podcast besides us, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're all over the place. I have Alan's show on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Since, we, uh, unfortunately, we had to uh, postpone. We had to cancel last Thursday, so we we're moving it to this Thursday where we're going to talk about cult movies and John Carpenter. And then, of course, we just wrapped up the Pirates episode. Andrew over here and our lovely friend Andy. Um, I I don't know if I said it uh, before we started live, but uh, chat, uh, you guys are not ready for the pirate episode. <laughs> it is I. so good. <laughs> it is really good. I just uh, finished doing some uh, initial edits on it, and it's going to uh, be fantastic. Uh, but uh, so today, uh, this week, we uh, scare a scuttlebutt 
podcast drops two episodes. We dropped the first one, as I mentioned uh, earlier, with Amanda. And Thursday, we are dropping another fantastic episode. Charles and I went down to Florida. Well, Charles lives there, but uh, I went down to Florida, St. Pete, and uh, we uh, covered the St. Pete Comic-Con. And that episode drops on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. And I'm really excited to share that one. We had a lot of fun hung out with Charles of uh, Conversations and uh, talked to some organizers. We talked to some families and talked to some vendors um, all about, uh, you know, having fun, being being geeks. Uh, we, there was a lot of 501st and Mando Mercs and furries um, there. So it's <laughs> a very unique um, combination. Yeah. Oh, happy but, early birthday, Charles. Happy early birthday. Happy early yeah. birthday. That's right. Yay. We're dropping it on his birthday. That's uh, yeah. so cool. Um, again, you know, you can find us wherever you get your other favorite podcasts at Scare Podcast. Check us out. If you guys want to send us an email, send it to scarefscuttlebutt at gmail.com. Check us out and the rest of the Red 5 Network. We've got 30-plus pods on uh, on the site. Look for Red 5 Network on Twitter. There's a pinned tweet there. Uh, do some exploring. Check out the rest of the family. Check out the rest of the shows. Um the announcement is imminent. We got one more podcast coming on to join us at the Red Five Network. Um, ever expanding, soon we will be taking over the world. But uh, that's the goal, and uh, just having fun, interacting with a lot of people. Uh, any final thoughts? Anybody want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys, in the chat. Love you. Until next time, tomorrow. Uh, not was it tomorrow? What is today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. So it is tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, might tomorrow. Well. Okay? <laughs> we might as well just stay up. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. On behalf of our wonderful panel, take care. May the force be with you. Stay geeky, my friends. And that's the Scuttlebutt.